Hello everyone, my name is Adam. And I'm Bailey. And welcome to the AB Cinema Podcast, where we talk about the latest movie and TV news, rumors, and releases to keep your eyes on. And please feel free to reach us at our email with any comments, questions, or ideas. Our email is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. The first bit of news that we'd like to talk about concerns uh, Deadpool 3, the sequel, the long-awaited sequel that's in development, has landed a new director. And who might that be, Bailey? That is Sean Levy. And uh, he is the director of the recently released Adam Project and Free Guy and lots of... I think he did Real Steel. We mentioned that on our last podcast. Yeah, with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And so um, he's coming back with this. And this is just a really cool bit of news. He, I think he and Ryan Reynolds do really well together. Um, as we have seen in their last two projects together. Mm, they just seem to kind of gel. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, the other question, though, is like when when would it be released? Like would this is a Marvel Studios Deadpool movie. And so I, I'm pretty sure they're still going to keep the R rating mm-hmm. uh, because they want to keep in line with the past two Deadpool movies. But um, there are five unscheduled or unannounced uh, Marvel projects that are coming from 2023 to 2024, and so the question is, where will it, where will it land? I think it lands somewhere. I'm looking at the dates that you have, just for those who are wondering. The dates we have are November 3rd of 2023, and then February 16th of 2024, May 3rd of 2024, July 26th of 2024, and November 8th of 2024. I feel like it's got to be somewhere in that, um, in that 2024 slot. Because I was also reading the other day that two of the writers that they originally hired on were writers on Bob's Burgers, but I believe they're bringing back um, Rhett, we- Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick, who wrote the first two films, and they're going to be doing some rewrites on that as well. So I feel like they're they're working on the script, and they they just landed their director, and they're going to pull that all together. So I feel like it's got to be sometime in 2024. I think so as well. And also Ryan Reynolds just he just finished filming uh, their. Scrooge adaptation, um, a Christmas Carol adaptation mm-hmm. for Apple TV Plus with Will Ferrell, and he's saying that or that he's going to be taking a sabbatical from acting, and so this will be really. I I think twenty 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 four is a good window for it. If we look at the previous release dates, Deadpool one was touted as a a romance or a rom com, <laughs> and it was released in February around Valentine's Day. Uh huh. And so I think that we could see it go back to form with that one because the May release for Deadpool 2 didn't didn't do as well as the the February one, if I believe correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I could see them going back to February 2024, which means we would see them start filming in 2023. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I agree. I feel like it's got to be a 2024 release date, especially if he says he's going to take a sabbatical. So they have a lot of a lot of other things to keep working on then. Um our next, our next bit of news, uh, we re- so we talked about the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer that dropped this week, and another we thought they dropped the trailer and some photos. They also dropped another photo the day after, and uh, it's a little dark. What do you think, Bailey? What do you think, Bailey? What what about this photo? What's in it? It was uh, it was really cool to see Darth Vader back again. Um, it it wasn't like I thought it was kind of weird that they released it the day after the trailer and the photos released. I I would you would think that they would release it the same day. Um, but maybe that would have set up false expectations for Darth Vader to show up in the trailer. Yeah. We did hear his, his breathing, but that was it. And so I, I thought it was kind of cool. It's Darth Vader. 
so he's the most menacing bad guy in Star Wars, in my opinion. But the most legendary. He's the chosen one. He is. And uh, I thought it was. I, I am so excited to see Darth Vader and Obi Wan face off again. So, so what do you think about the photo? Because if you mind, I'll give my opinion first. It looks very like menacing. It's just Darth Vader, and he's on the and he's on this platform in the middle of the room, but he looks very dark. It reminds me of like one of the Twitter comments I read was, "Is this like a Rogue One looking Darth Vader?" And what I also felt was, um, if you've ever played the Fallen Order Star Wars game, at the very end, spoilers, at the very end, you run into Darth Vader, and he is so powerful, and you think, "Oh, we're gonna have this." awesome fight with Darth Vader and you find out he is so powerful. You just need to get out of there and save your own skin. Yeah. And I feel like this photo gives me that feel like this Darth Vader is not, this is not your, this is not (laughs) Luke Skywalker's daddy's Darth Vader. You know, (laughs) he is, he is down to be mean. This is before a new hope. And so we've seen him, we've seen Anakin screaming on the, the lava of Mustafar and, and yelling at Obi-Wan, and that was the last time they saw each other. Mm-hmm. And him saying, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. And having his little, his his cry fest. And, and now we're going to be seeing him try to get revenge on Obi-Wan. It's, this is, I love this. It definitely does feel like Rogue One. Uh-huh. And I hope, I hope that it's, it's like Rogue One, because that scene, that scene was so special. And it brought that nostalgia back from A New Hope. And I'm I'm excited to see Obi Wan and Darth Vader just lightsaber fight again. Yeah, and as we're talking about it, it makes me think like in the in the beginning we hear you know how depressed Obi Wan Kenobi is. You know we've lost the war. It's you know it's all it's all for it's all for naught. And I feel like this photo maybe could be a mirror image of the way Obi Wan feels because even though Darth Vader's won or Anakin has won, he still lost that battle to Obi-Wan, so maybe he's on the hunt for... And not only that, he believes that Obi-Wan is the reason that Padme died. Yeah. And so, so that's that's going to be... That could lend to some really great dialogue, um, great conversations between the two characters, and hopefully we, we feel that emotion. And Hayden Christensen is back, so maybe we'll get some... some uh, backflashes to uh the new or to the clone wars seeing that relationship develop a little bit more than we did on the those two movies in the show yeah and also i forgot to mention this the kathleen kennedy the president or ceo of lucasfilm she came out and explained a little bit more as to why there were so many delays in this and she was explaining that this show was written because it comes at a time it's so bleak uh-huh. And the plot of it is bleak because Obi-Wan has secluded himself and he's just stalking this young Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And he's just, he doesn't talk to anybody. I'm sure we may get a cameo from Liam Neeson or Yoda and we'll see how that goes. That would be really interesting to see those characters show up. But um, it, she was explaining that it's so bleak and so dark that they wanted to rewrite it so that it had a little bit more happiness, mm-hmm. a little bit more hope. Cause I think, you know, they were saying that's the underarching story um, or the overarching story of the star Wars. But yeah, so that photo got released. Um, something else that got released this week. Uh, I talked about it with Bailey and he, he hasn't watched the show as much, but they finally released a trailer for the sixth season of better call Saul. And if you have not seen better call Saul, 
It is easily one of the top five prestige TV shows on air currently. It's the sixth and final season. And just as a background, in Breaking Bad, which focused on a a chemistry teacher turned meth dealer, uh, there is a lawyer who's a seedy lawyer. He like he's kind of corrupt. He does business for criminals mostly, and um, and he you know he he's not a he's not a straight lawyer. He's he's very corrupt. But this is a prequel series that takes place before any of the events of Better Call Saul, and really to me it's just like it's just a Greek tragedy of a story because you have you have this guy whose name is Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul, but you find out in this show he's called Jimmy McGill, James McGill. But he just he always has good intentions, but he also has this sort of dark side. And it's just like no matter what his good intentions, it they never come to fruition. And it's very tragic and it's very compelling. And I just cannot wait. It it looks great. The trailer has some great shots. And it's all coming to a close. And some of the characters in the show don't appear in Breaking Bad. So you're wondering, you know, what's gonna happen? How are they gonna end? And I just I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. See, I'm not familiar with the show, but I I can't remember if I saw Giancarlo Esposito in there. Yeah, he's he's in this trailer. He is. Yeah, you have Giancarlo Esposito because, um, you know, my, minor spoilers for this show going forward right here. But as you get closer to the timeline of Breaking Bad, they introduce characters that are in Breaking Bad. There's a little bit of a crossover between, um, you know, who Saul Goodman works with. Uh, there's a little bit of a breakover, uh, and the storyline kind of follows him and Mike Ehrmantraut, who are, you know, kind of on parallel paths. But Mike Ehrmantraut deals more with Gustavo Frank, who's played by Giancarlo Esposito. Okay. And so you do a lot of that, and it's just, it's just a great dramatic series. And James McGill is played by uh, Bob Odenkirk, who usually in the past has been known for comedy, but most recently he was in the the movie Nobody. He was also in The Incredibles too. He was also in The Incredibles <laughs> too, and uh, he usually he he suffered a heart attack on the set of this of this filming, and they took a little break and they wrapped it all up. So, I mean, this is coming out. He says he wants to do a Nobody two a Nobody sequel, but this show I can't wait. The cool thing about the Nobody two sequel is that he he was explaining that because of his health, it was motivation for him to get fit and stay active, yeah, to keep his body healthy. Which I had I don't know him as an actor as well as you do, but I, it made me admire him as just a human and him trying to take care of his health in order to keep working. And so this I saw the trailer. I was really confused. Um, I, I still watched it, and I think I think it has potential to be a really good show. If I were to watch the other seasons, um, then I would I would probably enjoy it a lot more. But I'll see if I have time to to catch up on these five seasons. Yeah. So just so you know, just for those who are aware, the sixth season will premiere on April eighteenth of this year. So next month, four seasons are available on Netflix, and I believe the fifth season will show up on Netflix a couple of weeks before that. So if you haven't caught up on Bre- on Better Call Saul, go check it out on Netflix. The fifth season will show up two or three weeks before the, the final season airs, and I'm excited. I couldn't be more excited. Do you know if the episodes are released on AMC Plus, or if it, is it just TV? I think, I think because I have AMC Plus, I don't believe most of them are on there. Okay. I think most of the episodes are on um, just on just on Netflix. Okay. But yeah, I love that show. 
that trailer dropped and I couldn't be more excited. Um, another bit of news is we have some news about some Dune spinoffs. Um, the Bene Gesserit and um, also an article that was released by Variety this week where Denis Villeneuve got in a little bit into his concept and his idea of Dune going forward. Uh, Bailey, what do you know about that? Yeah, so the screenwriter for Dune, um, I can't remember his name, so I'm going to check it out real quick, but he he just came out and said that he's no longer working on the Sisterhood, which is focused on the Bene Gesserit. Um, and so he is... Um, He's working on crafting other ideas with Denis Villeneuve to figure out where else they can take this universe, um, which is going to be very exciting. I don't know what else they could do with it because the <laughs> Bene Gesserit are, I mean, there are so many different avenues that they could take. Um, the Bene Gesserit makes the most sense because they can they can follow Lady Jessica, Paula Trady's mother, um, and her her rise to where she is but honestly i think it would be interesting to sh- see a show about duke duke leto atreides um oscar isaac yeah maybe do some de-aging or something I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He, he looks pretty young though so yeah i think um there's a lot of there's a whole lot of written dune novels you have the the regular dune series which is dune um dune messiah and then children of dune and then there are that's you know the I think the standard trilogy. There are books that follow, and then Frank Herbert's son, after Frank Herbert passed away, who's the author of the original Dune series, um, went back and did a lot of like backstory, did exactly. a lot of you know prequel novels. And so I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot they could mine out of this show, or out of these novels to convert into shows, to movies, to things like that. But but I mean, there's a lot of information, so that's yeah. what they'll do. Uh, honestly, I think. Dune is a more epic version of what Star Wars is, and I think it's more exciting, the lore, in my opinion, which may be controversial to some, but uh, <laughs> fanboys don't get after me on yeah. that one. But I, I, I just think it has a more epic feel, mm-hmm. more Greek mythology. It has that Greek mythology feel. Gotcha. Uh, and I, I, I crave that. I When I saw that first trailer for Dune, I was hooked on. Went out and bought the book. Still haven't finished it, but <laughs> um, but I'm obsessed with it, and I'm excited to see where this goes. But this is the exact quote that um, John Spates, who's the co-writer, or he yeah he co-wrote Dune with Denny Villeneuve and Eric Roth, but he mentioned this in his interview with um, the playlist. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh, that is carrying." On. When asked about the Bene Gesserit show, The Sisterhood. He mentioned, oh, that is carrying on, and I'm not allowed to talk about it very much. But that effort is alive and well. I ended up getting moved off to it, off of it to work not just on Dune Part 2, but to investigate other cinematic prospects in the Dune universe, which we are still talking about and which, again, I'm not allowed to say very much about. But it is a very rich world in which we, to play, and I think it is ripe with opportunity for storytelling in every direction. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, there's a couple places we could see him as well. Like maybe they end up moving the Dune universe to HBO Max after Dune Messiah because Denny Villeneuve always pictured this as a, a trilogy of films. And maybe they continue with um, Paul Atreides' son um, on HBO Max, which uh, Sci-Fi did a, a an adaptation continued children of dune after it was they did dune dune messiah and children of dune all in like 
two mini series events. Okay. Um, so it wouldn't be like out of form for them to do something like that, but Denny Villeneuve has this idea for a trilogy. And so maybe they'll continue it on somewhere else, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And speaking of, I mean, while we're talking about Dune, um, an actor was recently very, very much rumored to be in talks about playing, um, a major character in Dune part two. Um, and so minor spoilers for Dune part two, but Bailey, go ahead. What, what do we know about this? So Fade Rautha, who is the nephew of Baron Harkonnen, or Baron Harkonnen? Mm-hmm. Yes, the Baron Harkonnen, uh, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I always get the Skarsgårds mixed up. But <laughs> there's there's yeah, three of them. There, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, it's, he's, he would play the, the nephew. This is Austin Butler from the Shannara Chronicles, which is the TNT, or MTV show, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was also in... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He, he got his start on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon shows and just had cameo roles or small roles in all of those. Um, but he started to become a lot more popular, and we recently saw him in the trailer for Elvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing, playing the king himself. Yeah. And so he, he's definitely made a name for himself. Um, and he, he's I, if, we, if Elvis is any good, bit as good as the trailer makes it look mm-hmm. um austin butler will will most likely be a household name yeah after that yeah and and again you know talking about doom part two he's he's baron harkonnen's um nephew uh he's kind of like the opposite of paul or timothy chalamet in the first movie and they kind of have you know this rivalry and the book and minor spoilers again the book kind of comes to a head at the end of it and they have this grand face-off and so it's interesting. I haven't seen him in much. Uh, I'm excited to see to know more about the the Elvis movie. But so that's some exciting casting news. And Dune two releases on October twentieth, twenty twenty three of next year. So we have that to look forward to as well. Another thing to consider is this is kind of funny, but like if anybody has seen the original Dune movie, oh. which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> you but, can try it. Yeah. Try it. I turned it off after about fifteen minutes. I was like, whoa, this is too much. Yeah, it, it is a lot to handle. Um, it definitely Denny Villeneuve has it right when he's trying to split it into two films, mm-hmm. but sting played this character in the original film. And so that was an interesting little tidbit of like, there's a lot of music interaction between the different adaptations that have happened. Like, um, I can never pronounce this French director's name, but he was trying to remake Dune in the eighties and he was going to have uh pink Floyd. Is that who it was? Possibly. Was that the song? I can't remember the, it might not have been Pink Floyd, but the song in the first trailer, um, Hans Zimmer did a, a version of it. Uh-huh. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, they, they were trying to have them score the movie. Uh-huh. I could be completely wrong and don't patronize me for that. <laughs> you but, know, uh, now that you bring it up though, if you had to cast any musician in all in, in the world right now to play Fade Rautha, who would you pick? My votes would probably be, I mean, Justin Timberlake. He's a little old, <laughs> but he's he's been in some movies before. You go with Harry Styles. I was gonna say Harry Styles would be good for that. Yeah, but he also the thing about it, the Harkonnens have a specific look mm-hmm. in these movies. Like in the nineteen, whenever the first movie was made, <laughs> predated CGI, mm-hmm. and it was horrible looking. But um, 
for the time it was a spectacle. Yeah. They all had red hair. Yeah. And in this one, they're all bald. They're all bald. They look like they've never seen the sun. Yeah. Even though they lived on Arrakis. But I, I don't know. I could see, like, I would, if I were to have it my way, I think that Harry Styles would have been a great pick for it. Yeah. If they were going to do the musician route. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's just me asking questions for fun. I agree. He is supposed to be a very Apollo-like figure. Like, yeah. he's, he's he looks, you know, in the book, they describe him as being very, very, you know, physically fit and attractive. So, and uh, going along with the lore of Dune, he was actually supposed to, to the the way the Bene Gesserit work is that they were trying to breed children to become the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And Lady Jessica, who's played by Jessica Ferguson, Ferguson, is that mm-hmm. yeah, Jessica Ferguson and Oscar Isaac's character Duke Leto Atreides, were supposed to have a daughter. And their daughter was supposed to have children with Fade Rautha, and that was supposed to be the chosen one. But yeah, that's a little bit of spoilers for. That's not real. I don't know if that's a spoiler. They they kind they, of mention it in the first movie. They do. I had to explain that to um some people that I was seeing it with because they they kind of get on Lady Jessica and say you were supposed to have girls. Yeah. And so. And so they they kind of mention it, but uh, that's the the bigger picture is that uh, that's why they don't look at, at Paul Atreides as the savior of, yeah. of it, but it's, it's really an interesting, like we've said, it's such deep source material that they can go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing if Oster, but Austin Butler, uh, gets cast in this would be really exciting. I don't know. He'd be my favorite pick, but I'm excited <laughs> to see what he would do with it. Look, I, I trust Danny Vineu. I like this Dune. We just gotta have faith in what the man does going forward. Yep. Um, our last bit of news that we wanted to cover today, um, there's a show coming forward on Disney Plus. It's called Werewolf by Night, and it just landed a director. Uh, who is that, Bailey? It's Michael Giacchino, and he. this is the interesting thing about this. He's a composer, mm-hmm. and he's done movies like The Batman. Uh, he's done countless Marvel movies. He recently did the last Spider-Man movie. Um, and he's also done many Matt Reeves movies, like we said, the Batman, but he also did the planet of the apes movies that Matt Reeves directed and Cloverfield. He did the scores for those movies. Yes. Yeah. He composed the scores for all of those movies. But, um, the interesting thing is that he's making the leap from, well, he's technically already made the leap from composing to directing. He did a short film and then another small project, but this is the first big project that he's been. Big ticket item. Yeah. And uh, this is the Werewolf by Night, the Halloween special, which it may not even be called Werewolf by Night, but it will be interesting. It's supposed to start filming, I believe, next month or the month after. It hasn't been officially announced by Marvel. Mm. Um, We don't have a release date, so it could come this Halloween or next Halloween. Yeah. And do you know anything about the storyline of this story? No, I, I don't know anything about it. Wow. Mr. Um, Mr. Rumorill over here, just so you know, we don't know anything about this story or this show at all. Yeah. It has something to do with the werewolf. It does. <laughs> and I, I believe it has ties to Moon Knight. So we may see the actor show up in Moon Knight. Gotcha. Maybe as a... Uh, there's a scene in the trailer where he's beating up a jackal or a werewolf, so we're not really sure. But... um. And we may be seeing Moon Knight fight him, and this would be a spinoff of Moon Knight. Gotcha. But uh, the Werewolf by Night would be played by Gail Garcia Bernal, 
He is in Coco. He's in the recently released movie Old, A Little Bit of Heaven, Letters to Juliet, and so on. Mm-hmm. So this this they're playing this one pretty close to the chest. We don't know much about it, but we do know that they've landed the director. Mm-hmm. And this will definitely be be released around Halloween time. This is their Halloween special that they're wanting to dive into. Gotcha. And so it'll be really interesting. And it's a first for Michael Giacchino to have a big, big project like this. Gotcha. So who knows? Maybe we could see him have a full directorial debut of a Marvel movie one day. Well, that should do it for our show today. That's all the news that we have to cover for you. Please feel free to email us with comments, questions, or ideas at our email, abcinema.pod at gmail.com. And as always, keep watching movies.